Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. We call this episode every week our Retirement in Action. And the reason why we do that is we have a lot of interviews that we bring to you on Mondays. And then on Wednesday, what we're trying to do is say, how do you take what you heard on these interviews? How do you take what you've heard in the news? How do you take what you've read in a magazine and really put it into action? And we know that there's a couple of different situations. There's ones where maybe you're planning for retirement, you're a few years out, or you're already in retirement. So really the idea here is to take some questions that maybe we've gotten from maybe the last episode or multiple episodes and really say, let's put together something that you can take from this particular show and put it into action. So as always, we have with us uh, today, Morgan Dunn, who's our chief operating officer here in our office. And she is here to help us out with some of the the different aspects of maybe what we heard throughout these interviews. Yeah. So I listened to this week's episode with The Economist, and there was a lot of information regarding the current state of affairs, the market, GDPs, all kinds of good stuff. How does all this apply to what you guys do? Well, I think ultimately, Merce and I, we talk a lot about you need to have, we believe, a fluid investment strategy. So you can't, in our opinion, just look at what we think is going to happen and say that's going to be the case. You take, for example, what happened just this recently in March. Who would have known that, you know, three weeks in, we're going to be sitting in the middle of a pandemic. And so we are making sure that we get as much analysis of what's going on in the market. And really what it does come down to is it comes down to this idea of what is in demand and what is actually, you know, working and what's not working. And that can change, that can rotate, that can rotate from one place to the other. So for example, you could have technology doing really well in a market, and then six months later, it could be pharmaceuticals that's leading the pact. And so we believe, by the way, that was an extremely interesting episode to hear him talk about the different what ifs. You know, when he talked about, you know, inflation or the infusion of money that the Fed is doing or the infusion of money that the government's doing. And you say, well, what's that all that going to mean? Well, that's theory. That's theory. It doesn't mean it's going to come into action. Your thoughts on that, Merce? Yeah, I would say, you know, we do get clients that'll call in all the time. You know, they saw a headline or they're nervous about the upcoming election or the Fed spending that they're doing right now, what the impact of that's going to be. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us and the way that we manage money, we manage money actively versus passively. And we can go into that in just a minute. But because we manage actively, we have the ability to, in all essence, not worry so much. Yes. Are we watching the headlines? Of course. Are we worried about where the future is going to go? Yeah. But as far as the investment strategy, we don't have to worry as much because we already have a predetermined plan. And basically what that plan is, is kind of what Raiden was saying. It's all about demand. So the way that we manage in the market to make it very simple, we use this analogy all the time. Basically what we're doing is we're taking everything that you could possibly buy in the stock market and we're putting it into a race. And what we want to do at all times is be in the top cars, if you will, the top race cars. So right now, the way the portfolio is structured, we have four core positions and we have four sectors. 
And that's not always going to be the case. It just so happens that the cores are doing well and we found some four really good sectors. By the way, there's a ton of sectors out there, but we just picked the top four. And so the way that we manage is very fluid and it gives us a lot of a lot of flexibility in tough markets like the possible election coming up or a 2008 type scenario where everything is crashing. So we have the ability to take someone that would could be our most aggressive investor who is 100% exposed to equities. We actually have the ability to take them 100% bonds if bonds are leading in that race or in a 2008 type scenario or in a very volatile market we can even take that 100% bonds person to 100% cash if cash happens to be leading that race. So we really like the fluidity there. So you mentioned active versus passive. How does that compare with a more passive? Yeah. So let's just think about those two terms. Passive pretty much means I'm investing into something and I'm going to let it work. I'm not going to make any changes to it. So I'll give you an example. A lot of times people have worked on the premise of what we call buy and hold. So what that means is, is that you buy a portfolio of assets and they can be a variety. And a lot of times people do say, hey, you need to have a diversified portfolio. That makes sense. So you say, okay, well, I want to be in all these different places within the marketplace. So I want to be in technology. I want to be in pharmaceuticals. I want to be in energy. I want to be in large cap stocks, which are large companies. I want to be in mid-sized companies. I want to be in small companies. I want to diversify all the way around and all those different things because the theory is, I don't know which one of those is going to do good and I don't know which one of those is going to do bad. So I buy it and I just hold it. The problem with that is, especially for those that are close to or in retirement, is that let's say that I've got a diversified portfolio and the manager, whoever's doing that for me says, hey, look, here's the thing. If we have another 2008, which in that 2008 cycle, the market lost more than 50%. So the manager says to you, the money manager says, hey, because we've diversified you and we've looked at your risk tolerance and we've looked at all these things, you're not going to go down as much as the market does. In fact, you're probably only going to go down 60% of what the market does. Now, on the surface, that sounds good, but here's my question. If the market drops 50%, do you want to go down then 60% of 50%? I mean, so you're down now 30% and you're going, no, I don't want to be down 30%. I don't want to lose that because if you have a portfolio, and I use round numbers all the time, of a million dollars and you're down 30%, that means you're down 300,000. We, in our practice, we don't believe in that, nor do we, our clients, believe that that's the right way to go. We believe that in a market that is active, meaning this this world we're in is actively moving, it's moving all around. We believe that you should have an actively managed portfolio. What that means is we don't just believe in one thing, diversification, buy and hold. What we believe in is that we need to be where there's demand. Merce talked about it earlier, demand. Demand means What is right now growing? You take, for example, this is so recent, we can use previous, I mean, current things. What's been in demand since this whole pandemic? Well, things that are needed in a pandemic. So obviously there's, you know, medicine, that's a big thing. The other one is all things stay at home. So we've all heard about how big Zoom has blown up. Why? Because it's in need right now. So it's in demand. So technology or internet stocks, those kind of things, all things that are home-based, have been huge. So why would we want to be in something that's actually falling like a hotel? Why would I want to be in a hotel right now? I wouldn't want to be in hotel stocks nor in a hotel, Uh, (laughs) but I don't want to be in hotel stocks because I'm thinking I don't want to be there because they're falling. They're falling. We, We don't see a real return on that right now. Merce and I believe that you have to be moving as the market moves. 
So then how do you take that person's risk tolerance and determine where they fit into your portfolio? Yeah. So before we answer that, I was going to add to what Raiden said, you know, on the active versus passive, there is no perfect strategy. And so kind of tying into risk tolerance is all about how much risk you want to take. When you're a lot younger, you've pretty much heard, hey, buy a stock, hold on to it for the rest of your days and you'll be okay. But I think it's important to talk about the clientele that we typically attract. It's people that are close to retirement or already in retirement. So maybe they did that buy and hold strategy when they were much younger, while they were working, while they were earning. And they they lived through the 2000 and 2008 and they lost a significant chunk of their assets because it was a passive strategy. Well, now, you know, a lot of our clientele, definitely, but a lot of people once they start to transition into that idea of retirement, they start to see that they just don't want to live through another 2008 like that. And we've geared everything in our practice around that type of person that says, you know, I've made my money and now I need to kind of protect it, have some wealth preservation, but still make a decent rate of return, just not lose 20, 30, 40%. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, This is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So going back to your question, Morgan, about risk tolerance. So you kind of have to decide what, how much risk you want to take. And we have a process where we take clients and people that have questions about what we do. We take them through an entire risk conversation. And the way that we look at that is, well, at the end of the day, how much can you withstand? as far as risk goes, because there's always going to be risk in the market. No matter what you're doing, there's always going to be a downside there. And so we have to kind of really hone in on what that downside is. And it's different for every single person. So we do use a software. Raiden, you want to add to that? Yeah. So basically, you know, a lot of times the old way of doing risk tolerance is kind of comical in a little bit of a way. And I, I'm going to make this up, but it almost is like this. It says, when you cross the road, do you look left, right, then right again? Like, so it's kind of like trying to look at your risk tolerance that way. And that really, you could answer all that and somebody could go, oh, you're moderately risky. We hear that all the time. Like, you're moderately risky. And I go, okay, so what does that mean to you when you say I'm moderately risky? Well, it means I don't want to take a lot of risk, but I'm okay with some risk. Okay, great. Now what we do is we walk them through and we say, here's your portfolio. And again, I use a million dollars simply because that's an easy number. And we said, okay, if you were down 10%, are you comfortable with that? It shows $100,000 down and they go, whew, that would be stressful because you know I'm close to or I'm already in retirement. That would be a lot of stress. So then we can move the dial and we say, what if it were 20%, $200,000 down? They would say, most people, yeah, at this point, I'm laying awake at night. I'm stressed because I know that I'm not funding my retirement anymore. It's what's got to provide for me for the rest of my life. So at this point, I'm uneasy. Now, in our opinion, we believe you should have peace of mind in retirement. So that shouldn't be your number. 20% shouldn't be. So we start dialing it back until we get to a place where the person goes, I don't love losing money anywhere, but I understand that there's got to be some risk. And so therefore, I'm okay with that number. Somebody might have a number of 5% where they say, I only want to be down 50,000. At that point, I'm already starting to lose sleep. Somebody else might say 10. Another person who's aggressive might say, hey, I understand the markets. I've done it for 30 years. I'm okay with the 20%. So we have to weigh that. And then by the way, say, well, then how do we manage your money so that we fit into that category? 
so that we don't have you in a place where you're not uneasy, laying awake at night, scared, bothered. So let's just think about this for a moment as far as how we do this. So Merce and I, we have different model exposures and those different model exposures have different levels of potentials that they could pull back. So our growth portfolio, we say in that growth portfolio that we can go all the way to 100% stocks. And just like Mer said, if the market starts to move like it did this year in March, we can move and we can move all the way to bonds. Guess what happened to bonds this year in March? They started to fall too. So we ultimately went 100% cash. So by making those moves, we can protect that portfolio. So our client, our most aggressive client in a market like we had this year, when the market fell, the S&P 500 fell at one point below or more than 30%. So our most aggressive portfolio was down 9%. So we saved a lot of downside there. Now, the next big part of the job is getting back in. How do you get back in? Well, we had to get back in. I will tell you right now, Merce and I sat and were worried and bothered by the fact that, oh my goodness, this doesn't look good. We've never lived in a pandemic before, but the numbers told us we need to get back in. And so we did, we made that move back in. And so now we sit and you know, uh, all of our clients are happy that we made that move and got back in and we're able to make money and get rid of uh, any negative in that particular scenario. Mm-hmm. So you want to walk them through the other portfolios, Merch, just how that works as we go down the models? Yeah. So basically, first, we got to determine what your risk tolerance is. And then once we have that in mind, now we have to structure your portfolio around that. And we have a few models that can do that. Basically, we have our most aggressive, which we call our growth portfolio. That can go as high as 100% equity. So 100% equities, no bonds involved. And then we have our next portfolio, which can go only as high as 80% equities. And then we start to add in some bonds or fixed income, which can go up to 20% there. And then our next level is a portfolio that can only go as high as 60% equities. And then the next one is only as high as 40% equities. I would say the majority of our clientele end up falling in that 80 to 60 equity exposure. By the way, all of these are managed exactly the same in the sense that if we do have issues, we are going to transition to where there is demand. If there isn't demand, we're going to go risk off, which basically means we're going to find a safe place to sit until volatility subsides and we get back into the market. So when March happened, all the portfolios went to bonds and then eventually in cash. And then all the portfolios went back in around April 30th when we determined that there was enough strength coming back into the markets to to go back in. And we're very happy with that decision. A lot of our clients are very happy with that decision too. You mentioned equities a couple of times. What exactly are equities? Yeah. Go ahead. You want to take that, Raiden? Yeah, I was going to say that that's a good question. The reason why is because a lot of times people think, well, okay, wait a minute, I'm invested and they might think that they're in equities the whole way. But the real thing that I think about when you think about equities is it's stocks versus bonds. So a lot of times we'll use the word equities as a form of trying to explain what a stock is. And then we'll say bonds. So equities are stocks. Bonds are instruments used to lend money to a company or to a municipality or a government. Now on that point, Merce and I, when we talk about 100% can go to equities, that means stock-like instruments. We don't use individual stocks just because of some of the risk. We don't use those as a primary source of the investment. What we use are basically exchange-traded funds. The industry calls them ETFs. Exchange-traded funds are is a stock of stocks. So let's say, for example, if somebody says, are you guys in Apple? 
Well, yes, we're an Apple. We have own Apple stock at times, but the way we buy Apple is by buying an ETF that has just a piece of Apple in it. So it might own 10, 15, 20% of Apple, but we're not buying everything, all things Apple. The reason why, by the way, is that there's way too much risk in there for us in that environment. So we try to stay away from that. But what I want to say is, is that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I just, you know, there's a lot here and there is, we just like to give people the idea that, you know, buy and hold is not the only way that you have to deal with your money. Most money managers are going to tell you, hey, let's just do a diversified portfolio, buy and hold and hang in there. And I always think about hanging in there. I always think of somebody who's actually hanging. They got a pole or a limb or something that are just hanging on that pole. And if you think about that, eventually you get tired and you let go of that and you let go of it and you just can't hang in there anymore. You usually get tired in the market right when it hits the bottom, right when it gets at the worst place and you let go and then now you can't recover because you're out of the market and you don't have a strategy to get back in the market. So we always ask people, what did your advisor say in 2008? What did your advisor say in 2020 when there was a pandemic going on? They say, they just told us, don't worry about it, hang in there. Well, it's very easy to tell somebody to hang in there when it's not your money. And so that whole concept of the folks that want to not have to worry about hanging in there and then giving out at the wrong time, that's who, you know, would like to probably want to figure out and look at how they could actually be able to manage their money in an active format and not have to to worry so much. And that's just a huge key. But we hope this has been helpful. We hope that you've been able to get something out of this that you say, okay, at least it opened your mind up and said, Maybe this way that I've had my money managed or maybe what I've been told is not the only way. By the way, we're not trying to say that buy and hold is horrible and that no one on light in earth should do it. We just think that there's very limited people that should do it if they're close to or in retirement. We believe that there is a way that they can be able to manage the markets without having to have so much anxiety. And the only way you can do that is to be able to actively manage the money. So if you have any questions on that or you wanted to try to find out more information, feel free to visit our website, which is pomwealth.net. And there's a lot of information that you can get there as well as reaching out to us and being able to have a conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Morgan for coming on the show as well as all of you who are listening. We hope you have a great day. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.